Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome back to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noah Houlihan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we analyze the history the hype and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season or only one episode. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. Do you want my personal opinion on this? Yeah. That'll be $120. Okay, so, I mean, it's really interesting because it's about, like, the reunion weekend, but, like, Alice needs Betty to help her investigate the Jason Blossom murder? No. Incorrect. Incorrect in every way. No, but we're doing the Riverdale and back again, right? Yes. That's the 11th episode of Riverdale. No, no, we're not doing episode 11 of Riverdale. We are doing the made-for-TV movie that was meant to be a 1990s pilot for a new Riverdale show to Riverdale and back again. Where they're, they're old now, and they have no characteristics. Oh. Can we hold for like an hour and a half? Yeah, sure. everybody so there was a miscommunication and i have just watched to riverdale and back again yes the tv pilot slash made for tv film yes uh slash edited to death vhs release yeah is that what we watched no i was about to say i don't think that's what we watched no we watched uh a rip from the television show yeah that was nice enough to cut out the commercials for us yeah although i'm gonna be honest I might have enjoyed watching some good old 1990 commercials. True. More than I enjoyed watching this film. Very true. So, I loved this because we got the NBC feature presentation bug at the beginning of it. Yeah. And if you're a person of a certain age, like that, this special presentation hits you right in the feels. It certainly does. But first, we gotta pour one out. Yes, let's pour one out. What do you you got there? So what I've done is I have Coke, and then I mixed in a little bit of Liquor 43, a little bit of Blue Curacao, and yeah, that's right, a little bit of 99 Bananas. It's all the things I usually put in my drinks, but haven't for a while, and I'm calling it The Reunion. And I made it like I made my drinks back in college. I poured it directly into the can. Slurp, slurp. Ah, that's alcoholic. Can I try a sip? If, if yeah, sure. Do do whatever you want. I didn't make you do this. It's not bad, but I took the tiniest sip yeah. known to humankind. There's very clearly ninety nine bananas in it. It's, it's what it is. I'm gonna say something real weird. I say taste it. the blue. Yeah, it tastes blue. Um, I made a Pops chocolate chop. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have any ice cream, so but I did have frozen bananas. Right. So I blended frozen bananas, uh, chocolate powder, milk, and a little bit of, um, what is it, um, banana rum. Not 99 bananas. We've yeah, our, banana our rum. banana rum, yes. And I made a lovely old-fashioned milkshake out yes. of it. That Laura loves so much, it's already gone. 
it took a while to set up and it was thick and delicious. And if you've never like frozen bananas and blended them to make a milkshake, do that. Yeah. It's tasty. And healthy. Yeah. So before we get into the uh, movie itself, after that feature presentation bug, we get a trailer for the movie we're about to watch. Yeah, because they're they're afraid we're going to turn it off if we don't know what it is. And according to the trailer, it's mostly naked women. Yeah, it's it's marketed as a wacky sex farce. Yeah. Like a noises off style, uh, a no sex please we're British. Yeah. Like we get to see Veronica in her underwear and Betty in her in her underwear. Uh, almost immediately in this trailer. And I love, it is the tamest night, like, late. I have this theory with decades. Okay. The 80s did not end until 1992. Yes. So, it is, we're going to keep saying this was made in 1990, but I want you to know that this has a very late 80s look. Yeah, but they actually say a few times, like, it's the 90s now. Yes. So... They're very aware of the changing of a, of the tens place of the year. Well, this aired in 1990 and was made um, in an extreme rush. Because okay. they were going to lose the rights. That makes sense. So, so it's one of these. <laughs> so, like, it was probably mostly produced in 1990, despite also airing in 1990. Gotcha. But it also looks... And when I say the 80s, I'd be really generous to say it looked like the late 80s. Yeah. It looks like the early mid-80s in aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So we get... Archie is going to his 15-year high school reunion. Yes. Do people have 15 years? I've heard of 10. Yes. I've heard of 20. There's usually a reunion every five years. But the thing is, nobody goes until their 20th. I went to my 10th. Yeah. Um, I, I feel like your 10th you go to... If you feel like you're doing all right in life. Yeah. Um, you're like, oh, I'm 28. Things are good. Mm-hmm. But 15th is just not something I'd heard of. Yeah, they usually have reunions every five years. It's usually good for, like, the economy of the school. Yeah. To kind of be like, yeah, there's another party every year. Woo. I know, like, college reunions tend to do every five years. Yeah. But we're also getting to the point where, like, college reunions are mostly just kind of the people you already hang out with. Yeah. I, I mean, they, they went with the 15-year anniversary or reunion because they wanted these characters to be this age. Yeah, they wanted everyone to be in their early 30s. Yeah. Because if you graduated at 18, you're 33. Yeah. So we get like a, a sugar, sugar cover that's attempting to be uh, modern. Yes. Oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. We're going to hear that song about six more times. Oh, yeah. And we get a scene of Veronica. Yeah, we open on Veronica on the phone talking to the principal. Like, hey, I'm considering coming to uh, this reunion. Is Archie going to be there? Yes. And I was like, why would he know? And he's like, yeah, Archie's going to be there. She's like, well, I'm going to be there then. I was like, this is already really stupid. She's like, I'm going to take the Concord. And Smithers, who's canonically her butler, always, goes like, Miss Lodge, the Concord does not go to Riverdale. And she was like, LOL, I'm going to ask my daddy. Mm -hmm. 
Because she is in Paris. Yeah, and she's super rich. Somebody's rubbing her feet because that's how you establish wealth. Yes. And then we get uh, Betty. Betty, yes. Betty is a grade school teacher. Mm -hmm. The bell rings. She goes, that's... Well, that's the last bell we'll hear for two months. Everyone have a wonderful summer. Yeah. And like needly begs her students to remember her. Yeah. And she's like teaching what? Second grade? Yeah. Like little <laughs> kids. Yeah. And like, I don't remember details about my teachers. Yeah. By the next school year. It's like, who was your teacher last year? Oh, it was uh, Mrs. Donlin. Can you name anything about her? Her name was Mrs. Donlin. I'm Mrs. Guitar and she was mean to me. Like. I didn't like her. And. Betty's boyfriend appears and talks about, like, he asks Betty to drive to the reunion so he can get some paperwork done. Uh, so that way he doesn't have a lot of paperwork to do over the weekend. But I feel like the movie wants us to already think he's a jerk. Yeah. Even though this is a perfectly reasonable thing of, like, hey, I'm in a job where I can't really take this weekend off. Yeah. If you drive, I can at least get some work done so I can devote most of the weekend to you. Mm -hmm. Most people see going to their partner's high school reunion as a favor. Yeah, for real. Like, you went to mine, and I considered it you doing me a favor. Mm -hmm. This will be the first of many tropes of the early 90s we will see. Because I believe he also has a cell phone. Yes. And this is during the time where it's like, person with a cell phone... Douchebag. Yeah, we're like, cell phone was shorthand for douche. Yeah. In the late 80s, early 90s media. They think they're so important that they need a phone on them all times. And also cell phones are like, hilarious. Yes, they're giant bricks you hold against your head. Yeah, they're the size and shape and weight of a, mm -hmm. an actual brick. Yeah. Because this, this is when cell phones would just start to be appearing... But we're out of portable phones, which yeah. if you don't know what a portable phone was, it was a phone connected to like a suitcase oh, that man. had like the ability for you to make phone calls because it had like antenna and stuff in the suitcase you had to carry around. That's right. Because when I think of portable phones, I think of like the cordless phone we all had in our house. Yeah, not a cordless up. phone, but a portable phone. Do you remember how much of a game changer the cordless phone was, though? Oh, absolutely. When you could, like, rove around the house or go hide in your room on the phone? Like, this is going to really show how old I am. But, like, I remember when my neighbor three houses down got a cordless phone and called my dad from it and walked to our house and knocked on the door. Yeah. So my dad was like, hold on, Polander, there's someone at the front door. And it was him. And, like... Two weeks later, that didn't work anymore because so many other people had cordless phones that there was now too much interference. That's... So, like, it was a joke that ex existed for exactly two weeks. And I'm sure, knowing your dad and his friends, they did abuse it as much as possible for two Absolutely. weeks. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Betty and Veronica, we are now establishing, are 33 years old and hung up on their high school boyfriend in a way that is nothing short of sad. Yeah. Like, they have lives, but their first thought is like, can I go catch up with my high school boyfriend? Yeah. And 
we are also meant to believe that they do not keep in touch with this guy. Right. Who they're both viciously hung up on. Mm-hmm. And now we meet Archie. Archie is moving out of Riverdale. Yes, he's, he didn't leave. He's still there. Which means logically, like, his phone number wouldn't have changed. Yeah. So they would have been able to call him and ask yeah, him personally if he was going. Mm-hmm. And we meet his fiance, And she's an obvious conflation of Betty and Veronica. Yes. Like, she's organized and type A like Betty. Uh, but she's brunette and, like, sexually charged like Veronica. Yes. They are, like, real handsy. Yeah, the and they're both Hyatt-powered lawyers. Uh, they, they're they kind of cute. They have, like, a cute flirtation. Mm-hmm. But here's another trope. She wants to throw away his whole high school memorabilia. What? But that's Archie's varsity jacket. You can't just throw that away. Do you still have your varsity jacket? You think I have a varsity jacket? I have a varsity letter. You're adorable. In marching band. I know it's in marching band. They don't. Oh, that's true. Um, yeah, I, I lettered in marching band. But I, I didn't have any sports in my school. I might still have my varsity letter, but I'm going to be honest. It's in, like, a memory box or my parents' house. Right. So, I, like, I, I feel like it's the kind of thing that maybe I didn't throw away. Mm-hmm. But I also only have the letter, not the jacket. Because the jacket cost money and the letter didn't. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, they gave you the letter. Interesting. And I thought it was hilarious to have it. Because I lettered in marching band. You know what I did in the marching band, Noah? What instrument do I play? Uh, you play um, the voice. I sang in our marching band. I'm still not positive if that's a thing. And I did it. Well, you got evidence that it is a thing and that you're a varsity at it. Yes, so I, I lettered in band. But she wants to throw out his old high school stuff. And we get the impression there's kind of like a lot of it. Yeah. Like, that he, despite being a lawyer and getting ready to move into the city to become a high-powered lawyer... Yeah. He's still kind of caught up on his glory days in high school. Mm-hmm. Now, let's play a game here. Let's let's play. Okay. Archie. Yes. Let's assume Archie went to a four-year college right out of Riverdale High. Yes. So that would take him to being 22. Right. Let's assume he went right to law school for three years, 27. Yeah. Let's assume he failed the bar at least once, because it's Archie. Yeah, it's so like, Archie. He might have become a lawyer at 28, 29. Mm-hmm. He is three or four years into a career at this point, and just realizing he can leave his hometown. Yeah. So, and Archie has never been canonically a great student. No, he's kind of like a bumbling, getting by, like that C student with a good heart. Yeah, he's C's get degrees personified. Yeah. So, but we're supposed to believe he's like a high-powered lawyer now. Pam, his fiance, is really cool about letting Archie go to the reunion without her. Yeah, she's going ahead to their apart, their new apartment, and like setting up. Yes. So their move is timed really poorly in their lives. Yes. But she is going to go let him do this thing that's emotionally important to him, despite the fact that it's brutally inconvenient for her. Yes. But she's the bad guy. She's the bad guy in this. Yeah. She's dealing with moving stuff while he's going to end up with high school shenanigans. Uh, Moose and Midge are married chiropractors. Mm -hmm. Um, That's kind of fun. 
I do like that Moose and Midge do end up married. Yeah. Moose was like the big jock guy. So the idea of him being a chiropractor, someone that rearranges your bones, makes sense for his character. Do not get used to that sentence. Yeah. Moose and Midge have like... And they were also like sickening sweethearts. Right. In the comics. Like they were totally devoted to each other, totally in love. Mm. And it makes sense to me for them to have then grown up, gotten married, moved back to their hometown and started a practice together. Right. Because they're they're in practice together. Like it's not mm. she's his assistant. We get an establishing shot of they started this practice as husband and wife, equal partners. Yeah. And uh, you won't hear me say this a lot. I like that for them. Yeah. Um, and then we get someone seeing a psychiatrist. Jughead Jones. Well, we do the classic switcheroo. Yeah. We think Jughead's on the couch. It's not so much the world that's bothering me today. Although it's rotting as we speak. It's my personal life. Never play poker with your wife. Because it could encourage competition over communication. Because she could win. My ex-wife beat me every time. <laughs> it wasn't a marriage, no. It was a six-year hand and I was out bluffed. Hmm. Yeah, now she's getting remarried and I get Jordan. I love him, but he's wild. Lack of a strong father figure, I guess. Not that I missed a single weekend. And I know he loves me too, intellectually. But we don't have a real relationship I'm scared stiff sorry doctor but there's a Mr. Weatherby on the line demanding to know if someone named Jughead is coming to a reunion uh tell Mr. Weatherby I'll be there well I'm sorry our time's up for today Turns out Jughead's the psychiatrist and his patient was listening to his problems. Wacky. So this is another like big 90s thing. Mm -hmm. In the 90s, chiropractic was considered a very like prestigious new trendy thing. Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to, you know, poo poo all over chiropractors, but I don't believe in it. And <laughs> I don't think it really it does a lot of the things that people claim it does. Uh, and in the 90s, psychiatry was a sham. Yeah. It was just like, oh, you're paying some guy to just listen to you? It's not a real doctor. Yeah, mental health professionals were not quite respected yet. Yeah, so understand that Moose as a chiropractor means he has a respected uh, position amongst the community. And Jughead as a therapist, as a licensed psychiatrist is a joke and a thief. <laughs> well, and only ner really neurotic people went into mental health professions. Mm -hmm. That was another 90s trope. Like, the sitcom Frasier is built on this trope. Yes. That Frasier is a mental health professional, but he's also so painfully neurotic. Yeah. And, like, it's weird. Like, I can't think of a good psychiatrist in television. No, most of the ones I can think of break serious ethical boundaries, like uh, in The Sopranos. Yes. Uh, or they're depicted as not being very good at their jobs. Mm -hmm. Like, 
Frasier to an extent. Yeah. I know that there was a, this could be a show we do on Stay Doomed. I know Louis Anderson had a TV show where he played a psychiatrist. And he was like a bad psychiatrist. Now, I haven't seen In Treatment. Uh, yeah, In Treatment. That's but that's a drama, right? That's a half hour drama. Yeah. Uh, the only one I can think of that's like a good psychiatrist is uh, Dr. Cox's psychiatrist in Scrubs. Yeah. Because there's a moment where he's like, look, here's the deal. You are obsessed with yourself. You weren't like beat up as a kid. You don't have any trauma. It's just nothing's ever good enough for you. That's your problem. Leave me alone. <laughs> like, if you're not going to do the work, then there's no purpose in us continuing this. Now, I will say there's probably uh, some good modern therapists. Uh, we don't end up watching as much um, modern television yes. based on doing Stay Doomed. So there's probably big blind spots we're missing. So, yeah, we're supposed to think that Jughead is a joke. But he has a son. Writers do not know what to do with Jughead. No. This is something we, like, we're gonna talk about Riverdale, guys. Like, we... Yeah. Because it's another modernization of the Archie comics. And Jughead is difficult for writers to modernize or age. Because his main things were, like, he's a good friend who eats everything in sight. Yes. You and I were discussing this off mic of, like how we would modernize Jughead as a 33-year-old. Yeah. And I had him as either being a gourmand of, like, becoming, you know, a food journalist or someone someone whose career is intimately connected with food, mm. but not a chef. Yeah. Or a fitness guru of, like, he hit his 20s, his metabolism catches up with him. Yeah. He gets very heavy and then... Over course corrects and becomes obsessed with fitness and health. Mm. Yeah, I find that like most people, there's an event where they're like, oh, I have to grow up. Like there's a moment in most people's lives where they realize that being an adult isn't a thing that happens. It's a thing you choose. Mm -hmm. And there's usually an event that forces you to do that. And while Jughead is a guy who eats hamburgers and is silly, you'd imagine if at the point where he's 33, he would have at least had a moment where he's like, oh, I got to get straightened out. Yeah. Or I'm going to be a loser. Or he'd be a loser. <laughs> but he went to school for years if he became a psychiatrist. And, because uh, I'm thinking about, like, Jughead in Riverdale. Yeah. And how they didn't know how to do that character. And one of the things I really liked in Riverdale is they explained Jughead's propensity to eat everything in sight. Yeah. Because he was... Homeless and therefore food insecure. That makes sense. So whenever he was at Archie's, he did everything that wasn't bolted down because he wasn't really sure where his next meal was going to come from. Yeah. And I thought that was a really interesting exploration of that trait and yeah. a way to modernize that trait. A lot of what they did with Jughead and Riverdale doesn't quite work the same way. They, the fear of women that he has in To Riverdale and Back Again in, in the early comics, in later comics has been translated to not so much a fear of women, but Jughead is canonically asexual yeah. in some of the 2010s comic runs. Mm. And uh, the gentleman who plays Jughead in the Riverdale on CW, Cole Sprouse, mentioned that he wanted to... I couldn't remember his name. That's why I led up to it so much. That's fine. <laughs> um, I couldn't remember if he was Zach or Cody. And he wanted to carry forward that asexuality in Jughead. And instead, the show made him like the romantic lead. Yeah. Um, I roll. 
I, I kind of like it because it kept it from being the love triangle for 80 seasons. That's true. So uh, I could I could get behind it. Yeah, we're going to get into that love triangle soon. But in any I, case, it's very di- like writers just don't know what to do with Jughead's character, but no. he's too important to get rid of. True, true. Uh, but basically, they're trying to introduce us to all these characters. Yes, and they basically introduce all these characters as, "Hey, look, it's this person, you know, from the Archie comics, yes. except they're older now." Like, they don't give us enough background that if we didn't already care about Archie, that we'd like or care about any of these people. Yeah, it's very much, you know Betty, you know Veronica, you know Archie, you know Jughead, here's what they're doing. Yeah, it's, this, this film is almost like, you've read the comics, you know what's going to happen. It's the Member Berries, the TV yeah. movie. Yeah. Member Archie? Yeah. Member? We're just going to do that again. So now we've also established that Archie lives in Riverdale, no one else stayed, and he's about to leave Riverdale. Yeah. Uh, We meet Pop Tate. Mm Mm-hmm. Pop Tate is always a good pure soul. Yes. And he has the chocolate shop. Archie kind of like teases the two kids who work there, who are clearly supposed to be like those two guy characters. They get just enough screen time. Mm Mm-hmm. They were clearly supposed to like not acknowledge them and know who they are eventually. Yeah. They're clearly going to be two comic relief characters. When, yeah, if this went to series. Yeah. And then there's a good joke about the Concord. There's a nice like callback of like, is that the Concord? Archie, the Concord doesn't fly to Riverdale. Right. Because um, Veronica took the Concord. Yeah. So it flies to Riverdale. Which is such a dated joke because you know what would happen if Veronica was super wealthy now? She'd fly private. Yeah. Uh, Veronica wouldn't take the Concord. Veronica would take the Lodge private jet. Mm-hmm. We see Reggie, and Reggie is, just like the comics, he's the friend no one likes. Yeah. Reggie Mantle is always kind of the antagonist, but he's also, like, in the group enough. Yeah, he's a Roger Klotz. Yeah, and th- these characters are such an interesting thing to me because they're characters who do not really exist in the real world. Yeah. You don't hang out with this person right. in the real world. If you had someone who is as actively antagonistic and difficult yeah. as a Roger or a Reggie, you don't spend time with them. Mm-hmm. You don't invite them to things. You just wouldn't deal with this person. Yeah. Uh, Reggie wants to have a conversation with Pop in the middle of the day during... Pops hours. Yeah. So he throws Archie out of the restaurant. Of course. And then a limo driver kidnaps Archie. Yes. And it's Mr. Lodge. Mm-hmm. Because he's warning Archie that Veronica's going to be back in town. Don't pursue her. And Archie's like, Mr. Lodge, I'm engaged. I'm mm-hmm. not going to pursue your daughter. Yeah. So re- remember, Archie's engaged. Mm-hmm. He gets home... And his front door is hanging open. Dun, dun, dun. So he grabs an umbrella to use as a weapon. Yeah. A child shoots at him with like a toy gun. Yeah. And he and Archie chase each other around the house. And we realize this is Jughead's son, Jordan. Yes. And he says, Say hello to your Uncle Archie. He's not my uncle. Oh, that's okay. Just call me Archie. Super dumb name. Yeah, maybe. But it's not half as dumb as Jughead Jr. 
you call me that again and something really bad will happen. So Jughead and his son broke into Archie's house that he's moving out of. And they plan to stay there for the And weekend. plan to stay there just because. And Jughead introduces his son to Uncle Archie. Yeah. Which means Jordan looks to be about nine or ten. Mm-hmm. Which means, one, Jughead had a father and a child when he was in grad school. Yes. Number two, he has stayed in so little touch with Archie mm-hmm. that he does not establish he is staying there, nor does, has he ever met his son. Yeah. And Archie's cool with him staying there. There's apparently a place for them to sleep, despite the fact that everything should be packed up because he's moving out of that house. Yes. Um, my next note in bold is everyone kind of sucks. Everyone really sucks. <laughs> um, Jordan puts Jello in Archie's bed. Yeah, got him. And then... Got him. Uh, the toaster that Pam wanted to throw away and Archie like refused to let her throw away because it was his mom's toaster... Yeah. ...is a fire hazard. Yeah. Jordan plugs it in and it kind of like sparks and sets Archie's tie on fire. Yeah. It explodes, and then it just cuts to them being in the car. And I was like, wait, what happened? No, they established that it was also Archie's only tie. That's in the car. Oh, is it? In the car. He's still just wearing the tie, and it's like, hey, maybe we should get you another tie. You know, there's enough fabric there for it to be a bow tie. And then he just reties it as a bow tie, which I will never in my life accept as a character trait that Archie knows how to tie a bow tie. Archie in the comics always wore a bow tie. Yeah, I don't think he knows how to tie it. You think it was clip-on? I think it was or a clip-on. Or that his mommy or Betty did or Veronica yeah. did it? Um, so, they get to... the. This isn't even the reunion. This is an opening reception. Yeah. At a nicer place than my actual reunion. Than a nicer place that I could believe exists in Riverdale. But it's it's the Lodge Mansion. Yeah. So it's Veronica's home, and or at least Veronica's father's home. Yeah. And Betty and Veronica greet each other, and Betty compliments Veronica on her outfit. Yeah. And she goes, oh, I don't know, Armani, uh, Versace, I don't know. Yeah. And, like, doesn't know who the designer is. Because she's so rich. Number one. Number one. Veronica would know who designed her outfit. Yeah. <laughs> so she's either performatively ignorant. Yeah. Because she doesn't want to rub Betty's face in it, or performatively ignorant because she super wants to rub Betty's face in it. Mm-hmm. And Betty mentions, like, getting it on sale. And Veronica's like, what did you do to your hair? And Be- Betty's like, I cut it myself. Betty is wearing the least believable platinum blonde wig. Yeah. Conceivable. Mm-hmm. She kind of looks like Sia. Yes. <laughs> It is this platinum blonde... Not, not to bring up Sia, but she kind of looks like Sia. And Betty is Lauren Holly, mm-hmm. who is, like, actually a famous actress, which yes. I found really interesting. Uh, my next note is Veronica is super wealthy. Betty is not super wealthy. Both of them suck real bad. Because mm-hmm. they're both kind of, like, weird and catty. Well, there's this moment that happens, and excuse me if I'm skipping ahead, but it's such a bothersome thing. Archie, like, says hello to uh, Betty, and Betty's fiancé... Yeah. uh, ...like, kind of puts his arm around her and is like, yeah, we're dating. Yeah, you skipped super ahead. 
And just to get this moment out. Yeah. We are supposed to, as an audience, be like, look at this asshole. Hugging the woman he's engaged to in front of Archie. Yeah. This is so stupid. Who's also engaged. It's so dumb. Yeah, who's also engaged. All right. I'm sorry. So then we get Jordan is a sociopath um, Mm. because he just, like, thinks about ways to prank people. Yes. And Jughead is freaked out by the idea of Big Ethel. Yes. Um, Big Ethel is a girl from the comics who is unattractive and has a crush on Jughead. Because there's nothing worse on the planet than someone ugly liking you. Oh, God. Could you imagine? And it's very... Poor Jughead. It's very 50s, 60s. She likes him of, like... She tries to do nice things for him for his attention. Oh! Um... The horror. And so Jughead is terrified of women. Yes. Why is why is Jughead's kid here? Why would this not be... Like, Jughead has a bad relationship with his son. You would think that, like, his mom would have custody for this. Yeah, I, I forget what the forced reason was. I don't think he wanted him there. But, like, they don't really have a relationship. Like, it's just... His son says something like... Oh, yeah, he's thinking about women again. That's why he's in that comatose state. So his son at least knows enough about him to, like, if you mention women around him, he becomes a mannequin. Yeah. We get a flashback of Archie in the locker room with Jughead, played by the same actors who are pushing 40. Yeah. uh, Playing high schoolers, which is hilarious. Continue. I'll get angry later. Um... And it's Archie agonizing over whether he's going to ask Veronica or Betty to the prom. Because by asking one of them to the prom, he has to actually really choose one of them. Mm -hmm. And Jughead has perspective about the prom. He goes, you got to think about this. Is this going to matter in, you know, 15 minutes, 15 months, 15 years? Mm -hmm. Yes, Jughead. It will mean everything in 15 years as it turns out. He also says he wants to eat hamburgers in the flashback because it's Jughead. Yeah. Uh, Betty hugs Archie. Veronica hugs Archie. Everybody's super weird about it. Um, Oh, then I have the note. Betty's boyfriend is supposed to be weirdly possessive, but his girlfriend is visibly mooning over her high school boyfriend. Yeah. Let's talk about that real quick. Um, Let's say I go to my high school reunion. Yeah. If I go there, I hate to break it to you. There's going to be girls there that uh, I was attracted to in high school. Excuse me? Yeah. I, was, I used to be attracted to people before I knew you. What? And some of them, you might even dare say, were attracted to me. What? Yeah. So if we were to run into each other at a reunion, it would be maybe slightly awkward. But it's very important to remember that we have become different people in the last 15 years. If I ran into someone I used to date in high school, I would have memories of how we used to date, but that person doesn't exist anymore. That person being me. I, like, that Noah Houlihan is not real anymore. And neither is the person I dated because we grew up and became different humans because that's how life works. The fact that they meet and are like, hey, it's me, Archie. Nothing is different about me. I am still the man you knew from prom. <laughs> just shows how just like how useless this movie is. Like I have 
friendships from high school. Yeah. Uh, like, I spent yesterday with two of my friends from high school. Mm-hmm. We've all grown up in different ways. And in both cases, we drifted apart for years and drifted back together. Yeah. The people... There was a time in our lives where we really didn't have anything in common when we were in college and we were going off doing our own thing. And then we, like, came back into orbit and the people we had become... We have that shared history, but the people we had become still had a good time. Yeah. So, I think that's the issue is, like, they've drifted apart Mm -hmm. for 15 years, but we haven't seen them connect on a level that isn't entirely based on history. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Because if we saw... Almost as if if we had seen Archie have a conversation with Betty mm-hmm. and not necessarily realize it was her. Yeah, that would that would have been interesting. Like, if he had been like, oh, I got to call somebody on the reunion committee because I, I turned out I can come. And he makes a phone call and she's like, oh, okay, I'll put you down that you're coming. It's going to be really great to see you. And then they like connect over something. And he goes, by the way, who is this? I'm sorry. And she goes, it's Betty Cooper. Oh my goodness. And then like, we've seen them have this conversation without that history being yeah. there. Um, Jughead Jr. kicks Archie. Reggie tries to hit on Veronica, but she's having none of it. And Ms. Grundy sit next, sits next to Reggie. Yes. Now this is Ms. Grundy from the comics and all other media where she's like in her 60s. Yes. Not Riverdale Miss Grundy where she's 25 and totally into high school. Yeah, sexual predator. Uh, Betty wants kids and Rob, Robbie, her fiance, fiance or boyfriend, that's not established. Yeah. Uh, he's still in negotiations. He doesn't know if he wants kids yet. Mm-hmm. And that's our next clue that he's a monster. Yeah, that he's a monster because he doesn't immediately want to put a baby in her. Because people who don't want kids over 30 are evil monsters. Evil monsters. And now I will say, like, if they're in their mid-30s, this is a conversation that needs to, like, have a conclusion. Yeah. Because if they're in their mid-30s, they're 33. I was born when my mother was 34, Mm -hmm. and she caught a lot of crap from doctors. Right. For it being an older pregnancy. Right. What we're trying to establish here is, basically, they are trying to establish that anyone that has a different opinion to Betty, Veronica, Archie, and Jughead is evil. Yes. Because you like those characters. Because you remember them. So anything that opposes them must be a person that you'll despise, regardless of context. Um, Archie takes Betty aside and complains about Robbie. Yeah. And she kind of cuts him to with, are you angry I'm dating someone like you? We haven't seen them be similar. I, I don't know any traits of Archie, so... And Betty talks about wanting to be a writer and a teacher. And they kind of, they're sitting in pop tapes and they kind of connect. Right. But again, they connect over history. Mm-hmm. They allude to a night where, like, the car broke down and they went to a motel. Yeah. And I think there's supposed to be a, like, maybe some sexual shenanigans went down, but maybe they didn't. Oh, I think it's very much supposed to be they didn't go down, but Betty wanted them to go down. And so did Archie. Like, they wanted it to, but they didn't, They like... were too goody-two-shoes to have anything happen. Uh, and then we find out 
that Reggie is evicting Pop Tate from the chocolate shop. Yeah. Because they want to expand Reggie's health club, yeah. which is the next plot door. finally shows up. Yes, I'm on the bottom of page two of my notes. Yeah. Reggie also offers to give Pop the money to set up elsewhere, which is reasonable. That's beyond reasonable. And like, he kind of says like, oh, there's, he talks to his investor and he goes like, community pressure. Like, this is an established place. There's community pressure. So I offered moving expenses and the ability to set up elsewhere. And it's Riverdale. Like, it's an established thing. Another building would have taken pop. Yeah. There is not a problem here. Unless you're Archie. And... We find out that neither Betty nor Veronica wrote Archie enough letters, and they didn't keep in touch. Yeah. But they're still obsessed with him present day, and I find that very difficult to believe. It's so dumb. Of, okay, this is 1990. We don't have email or social media yet, but we have phones, and we have mail. You're telling me Betty and Veronica never came home for the holidays and saw Archie? Mm Mm-hmm. They never... Not once. Yeah, like, this is their hometown, and if he didn't leave their hometown, you'd run into him when you're visiting your parents. No, all these people left Riverdale forever, for 15 years, without returning once, except for Archie, who stayed in his hometown for 15 years, and thus is the most prized man that they could possibly find. The guy who never left town. Oof. Uh, we got to start speeding this up because I'm getting grumpies. All right. Um, Jughead establishes Archie has not changed. Uh, that's the next note I have. Yeah. Um, Archie is on the phone with his fiance. He finds Jello in the bed. And then Veronica breaks and enters wearing nothing yeah. but a trench coat and a nightie. Yeah, through a ladder, like, uh, in Moose, his window. Yeah, Moose. No, no, no. No, uh, no, I'm sorry. You're right. I'm sorry. Jughead Jr. and Moose Jr. spy on them. Yes. Because they become fast friends, and Moose Jr. is allowed to stay the night at Jughead with... Jughead's staying in someone else's house, but they let them have a sleepover. Yeah. Ugh. And V... Veronica drops her robe in the doorway. Yeah. And Archie hangs up on his fiance. Yes. And then we get this amazing line. You think I'm trying to seduce you? Well... Yeah... Catch on quick. Oh. Uh, he says, I have a fiance, and she goes, I've had 13. Yeah. So we established that, like, she, I've been whoring around. Not, not even that. It's, I'm someone who cannot keep a commitment. Oh, is that how you took that? Because I also took it as, I cheat on all of them. Well, that, that's an inability to keep a commitment. But, like, she brings it up so it's just like, well, I know you have a fiancé, but you should probably have sex with me. Because we also then established later she's had four husbands. So that's nine broken engagements. Yes. Yeah. Archie notices Jughead Jr. looking in on them in the window, and he Jamie Lannister's Jughead's kid. Yeah, he just pushes them off the ladder. He pushes like, the ladder out the window. Yeah, and with, like, no regard to how he lands or what happens. Luckily, Moose's son saves Jughead Jr.'s life by being able to reposition the ladder so it crashes into a tree instead of the earth. Yeah. Wacky. Uh, 
Archie gently refuses Veronica and establishes that he is going to be Pop Tate's lawyer. Yes. So then we get this tennis match between Betty and Veronica. And this is such a classic trope of like them doing a competitive sport while having a competitive conversation. Right. And we also flash back to an older tennis match where Mm -hmm. they talk about who Archie's going to go with the prom. Yeah, let me tell you. I got completely lost at this point and didn't know what was a flashback and what was reality. Because I was just like, wait, they're going back to prom? Like, what? Oh, no, that's before. Oh, right, because they're all 30-year-old men playing high schoolers in the flashbacks. Um, Ah. Betty admits to being jealous. Um, Betty confronts Archie about what he and Veronica had done. He goes like, Veronica broke into my house and took off my clothes. Nothing happened. She admits she's being jealous. They're in a library. He's looking for a law book. That's not that important. And... Then we get a flashback of him deciding not to go to prom with anyone. Yeah. And his inability to decide cost him Betty and Veronica, who both left town immediately after graduation. Yes. Uh, Archie is still 30 in the flashbacks. And then Betty tells him, like, I'm sure you'll figure out how to make your mind up one day. Yeah. They almost make out in the library, but then Betty runs away, and then Archie's like, hey, the book I was about to bang Betty on is important. And then, um, while they're in the library, uh, the Lodge's butler, not Smithers, but like a lot, the other butler, sabotages Jughead's brakes. Yes. And then we get a wacky car Yeah, it should be noted that the Reggie expansion is supposed to somehow help Veronica's father. He's their main investor. Yeah. Uh, so since Archie is now in the way, uh, they decide to murder him. Yeah. So they cut his brakes and he just like drives like a psychopath around. Yep. And it's in the car is Archie, Jughead, Jughead Jr. and Moose's son. So to get rid of Archie, they were going to kill four people. Yeah. They end up crashing into the uh, Reggie's... Cyclist studio. Yep. Which, you know, that seems a bit counterintuitive. And they like, oh, yeah, I almost forgot. They drive through the Harvest Festival. Which is in, which we're established, we've established it's June. It's June. And like mid-June, so there wouldn't be a lot to harvest yet. Yeah. So they're covered in like crap. They crash through the window and Archie turns and says, Oh, well, everybody Okay. Hey, my man. Fun, huh? It's like, what do you mean? You almost died. Uh, My next note. Hey, wasn't that car crash super swell? Oh, my. Like. Archie gets arrested and the judge has to show up on a weekend to set Archie's bail because the judge has knows that Archie has been pushing him hearing the case on the weekend, which is not how anything works. No. Because the judge thinks Archie intentionally hit Reggie's for attention. Right. Uh, Archie then, in the hearing for his bail that's happening on a Saturday or maybe a Sunday. Who knows? Um, During the Harvest Festival. Don't forget, the judge probably had great plans to be at a Harvest Festival. But he finds that precedent that literally everybody does. Where he's like, it's a historical landmark. And... 
The next note I have is a quote from you, which is, don't obey the law, it will make me sad. Yeah, he literally said, like, he brings up this thing, like, Riverdale versus this. This go ahead and shows that you can't do this. And the judge is basically like, nah, you're wrong. And then Archie, next argument is, I know I don't have a legal ground to stand on, but look into your heart and don't do this. Your Honor, I have no more cases to cite, no more legal tactics. But please, don't let Reggie kick Pops out. It'll diminish our town. It's like, Judge, I don't like this and it makes me sad. So break the law instead of upholding them and agree with me so I can eat ice cream at a place that I'm leaving. And (laughs) Betty is upset that the legal case has gone this way and her boyfriend is kind of like, it's an ice cream store, who cares? And she's like, don't diminish things that are important to me. Yeah. And like, you know how important that ice cream place is to me in that town I haven't been in for 15 years? Exactly. Very. <laughs> like, I'm trying to think of what that place for me would have been when I was in high school. And it's like a diner that is still standing that I don't go to anymore because it's not very good. Honestly, I can't believe these people have never gone through the experience of a thing they like not being there anymore. Like... None of the diners I like are still around. My childhood house burned to the ground. Like, that's life. Yeah. (laughs) Just like... Is there even a flashback at Pops ever? Nope. So, So many good memories. Not any that they'd bother to show us. All right, so then we get some Veronica scenes. Uh, Veronica throws a tantrum that would be embarrassing for someone half her age. Uh, she throws a tantrum at Hiram for evicting Pop. And she literally, like, screams and goes like, But Daddy! But Daddy! Uh, you might need to find the audio for that one. Sure, I got it right here. But Daddy! Oh, that, that was it. That was actual That audio. made me so uncomfortable. Yeah, I'll play um, it again. But Daddy! Um, Archie drives Jughead's car, which, how is that running? Because it just got into a massive car accident. Also would be evidence. And Archie and Veronica have, like, a poor little rich girl conversation. Do you know why I keep getting married, Archie? The same reason people get kittens. Husbands become jerks after the first anniversary. Hold up. That's why you get more cats? Because Um, they become jerks? (laughs) But let's think about the time. Fifteen years have gone by. She has divorced four husbands after the first anniversary for becoming jerks. So that's four years. Yeah. There's been nine other fiancés. And you've got to figure, there has to be a courtship and engagement. I think it's like, yeah, they become jerk after the first year. They're all like, how many men have you slept with, Veronica? How are you in another relationship? Are you engaged to someone else right now? Total jerks, these other husbands. But it's also, like, Veronica clearly never commits emotionally. Yeah. Like, fully to these relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not going to get into the, the slut-shaming there, but uh, she does not commit to the relationships mm-hmm. emotionally. Like, we don't really know if these relationships end as a result of her infidelity. 
but her saying husbands become jerks after the first anniversary, is that when they realize you're not really all in on it? Yeah, I'm not trying to slut shame. I'm just saying mathematically she would have to be seeing these people at the same time. For Yeah, for there to be four years where she was, over four years where she was married. Yeah, unless her like opening line when meeting a guy is, hey, we should be engaged. Yeah, like, I don't know how you have 13 engagements in, with four marriages in 15, in 15 years. years. She has no redeeming qualities. Uh, this is something... Did anyone read an Archie comic? Because Veronica's <laughs> whole thing is that she's wealthy and spoiled, but she is also a good person. And some of like what she needs to do is she has to get out of her own way because she's wealthy and spoiled, but she does try to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And she do- this Veronica doesn't. Um, Archie arrives home to the new people moving in and his stuff getting put into storage. This is not how real estate transactions work. No. Like, his stuff would have... Like, did they close? Like, what? what is happening here? I have no idea what's happening. You wouldn't be moving in mm-hmm. while the other person was moving out unless they had closed several weeks prior and Archie was just squatting. Yeah. We haven't even gotten to the real crazy stuff yet, gang. No. Um... Jughead tries to bond with his son, and his son sees a young lady he's interested in. Another, like, 10 or 11-year-old. And Jughead Jr. is shy around girls, just like Jughead. So they put on a hip-hop version of Sugar Sugar. And Jughead dances oldly and whitely. Yee-ho! Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl, and you got me sugar. Ah, oh, honey, honey. You are my candy girl, and you got me rocking you. Break it down with me. When I kiss you, girl, never knew how sweet a kiss could be. Then you laid your ever-loving stuff on me. Break it down for me, fella. I'm gonna make your life so sweet. Rocking, moving, shaking, and stuff. I'm gonna rock your world complete. Rocking, moving, grooving, say what? Pour a little sugar on it. Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, won't you please? Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. You are my candy girl. And you got me rocking you. Break it down, come on. And And you got got me. And you got me. And you got me. Break it down, won't you please? Sugar. Ah, honey, honey. This is the only song we have the rights to. And he's trying to dance sexy for 10-year-old girls. Succeeds. The he act- succeeds. The girls love it. Yeah, the actor hated doing this scene. I um, would. It's terrible. Yeah, the actor, like, re- uh, Sam Whipple, who played Jughead. I can't stress this enough. Him and his son do this dance for these 10-year-old girls. Yes. And it works. They all applaud. And then they high-five... And, like, he puts his hand around, his arm around his son. He's like, yeah, see, I told you I work. And then they walk away. And I screamed, wasn't the whole point of this? So you talk to the girls? Where are you going? It worked! They want to talk! Okay, goodbye. Uh, my next note, I would rather be on a road trip with the Weavers than watch this again. Yeah, I'm, st- well, I'm really losing it at this point. Uh, we go back to the courtroom. I don't know how this court I don't works. know why. Uh, in this kangaroo court, uh, he rules 
for rule of law, yeah. in Reggie's favor. Uh, due to the, I've had a day to think about it, and uh, Archie had no evidence nor ground to stand on. So yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and throw this out. <laughs> Pop is really proud of Archie for trying to help, which is sweet. And then we get to the reunion carnival, which is like very Greece esque. Yeah, you know, the reunion carnival that they have. And they're going to play bumper car polo, and it's really important. Yeah. It's never been mentioned before, but this is like a climactic competition. Yeah, it is four on four. They just fill the bumper car thing with balls, and they're whacking them with mallets. And do you have the teams? No. Well, for I know... I have a note. Who is on what team? Who are we rooting for? There are eight cars... Five leads. Oh, wait, Robbie's on a team. Why is Robbie on a team? Yeah, who the hell are you, Robbie? Why are you? Why did you get to play? Especially because uh, we have Archie, Betty, Veronica, Jughead, Reggie. Moose. Moose, Midge. So that's seven? Yeah. And, like, I, you could have found literally someone else. Yeah. We do find Ethel later. She yeah. could have just shown up earlier. Well, let me tell you, Robbie commits the ultimate sin in bumper car polo. He, I don't even want to say it, it's disgusting. He bumps Archie's car with his bumper car. He could have died. And he goes flying into the net and he's filled, he's just surrounded by balls. And oh, no, everyone is disgusted yeah. that Robbie tried to win the game. You know, Archie was trying to win the game. How dare you interfere with that? This would be like yelling at someone for tackling Archie in a football game. Yeah. This is ridiculous. How dare you? How dare you guard Archie? They were trying to pass him the basketball. So he gets in in a bumper car accident and clearly has, like, a head or neck injury. And... Like, everyone tries to go pick him up, and I'm like, you should not be moving him. Well, Moose comes in, and because he is a chiropractor, which is a respected profession, snaps his neck. (laughs) And he's like, oh, I'm fine now. Because I forgot to mention this. The whole time during this movie, uh, Jughead says, do you want my opinion? I think you need to figure this out. That'll be $120. Just, ah, psychiatrists and they're scam artists. Yep. They should be people who save lives, like Moose, when yeah. it comes to bumper car accidents. Almost, I almost screamed, and I stopped myself. It fixes Archie. Betty's wig sucks. Um, <laughs> Archie rehearses a speech in a motel about his commitment to Pam, because he's going to make sure both Betty and Veronica know that he's committed to Pam. Mm-hmm. Betty shows up at the motel, because now they're staying in a motel because they don't have the house anymore. Yeah. In what a 12-year-old thinks a femme fatale looks like. Yeah. And Betty throws herself at Archie and makes a comment about them getting in the shower together. So he goes, like, oh, Betty, here's a head start. And shoves her in the bathroom, closes the door. And then Veronica comes in. Yeah. And then there's, like, a sex farce where Betty and Veronica are both in various levels of undress. Yes. And, like, Betty's in the bathroom, and he keeps throwing Veronica into a closet. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, eventually there's another lock on the door. He rolls the television in front of Veronica, trapping her. 
Yeah. And it's Anne. So he just leaves. He just leaves these two half-naked women in the motel like, yep. we, we gotta go. Pam surprises him by showing up at the motel. He yeets her into Jughead's car and that escapes with her. Uh, Betty and Veronica emerge from the bathroom in the towel. Ta- uh, Betty emerges from the bathroom in a towel, realizes someone's in the closet, lets Veronica out, and Veronica's like, I think we need to talk. Yeah, maybe Archie is an ass. Yeah, and then Pam doesn't understand or care about Pops either, Despite living there. Yeah. Like, Pam has more of a grounds to care than Betty or Veronica does. Mm-hmm. Um, Jughead shows up and tells Archie that Betty and Veronica are looking for him. And Archie pointedly introduces him to his fiance Pam. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, Jughead and Jughead Jr. have to go find Big Ethel. They have to go to her house. I, I think he's finally, like, come to terms, like, it can't be that bad. Let me go and actually meet her. And uh, she answers the door. The mother answers the door. The mother looks oh, yeah. like Emma Stone in SNL. Yeah. And then Ethel is in fact crazy hot. Yeah, she's in a bikini. Because she's going to go out and use the jacuzzi. Yeah. And Jughead and Jughead Jr. are like, oh, the jacuzzi. And then they both run after her. And I was like, I guess they're both going to bang her. In the jacuzzi? We get this moment of she goes, she turns to the boy and goes, you must be Jughead Jr. And he's resisted that the entire time. He goes, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Because she's hot. Mm-hmm. Now, if Jughead ends up with Ethel, that's his new mom. So, yeah. not weird. You know when you're 12 and you used to be really turned on by 30-somethings? <laughs> you know that life experience we all went through? I mean, if you're a 12-year-old girl and you watch, like, Dawson's Creek... <laughs> they're all, like, in their late all right, 20s. All right, good point. Good if point. you're a 12-year-old now watching Riverdale, they're all, like, 30. Yeah. All right, touche. Um, so Pam mentions wanting to meet Betty and Veronica at the reunion. Uh, the reunion scene starts. The next thing I have is Noah. Archie, I hope you don't get anything you want. <laughs> I, I hate Archie at this point. Because we also forgot there's a whole other subplot of... Think of the band from Riverdale, you know? The Archies. The Archies. Not Josie and the Pussycats. The Archies. And also, could you imagine if I started a band? Like, I'm going to start a band. What are you going to call it? I'm going to call it the Noahs. I would have no friends. I would have no friends if You'd I You'd have that. Noah friends? I'd have zero friends. Noah friends? Stop. I'm not, not going to address that joke. Guys, uh, Noah friends. Archie is performing because the principal demanded it. Like, it was a surprise. Like, I have a surprise for you, Archie. You're performing. And that's definitely not... And then in the the most surprising moment of the whole film, they perform not sugar. They perform <laughs> Jingle Jangle, which, where my Riverdale fan's at, is a street drug in Riverdale... <laughs> So, my next note is, or you know, drugs. Yes. Oh, also, real quick, before we leave this scene, Betty and Veronica, with no pretense, confront Archie and tell him he has to choose between them, and they're both in love with him. And then, meanwhile, Pam and Robbie are still here. Yeah. And they actually, like, have a scene where they connect over being like, so this town's like a cult, right? Yeah. These people all suck, right? Yeah. (laughs) Which is more connection than we've seen Archie have with Betty or Veronica, really. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then we hear, guys, Pop Tate's chained himself to the front of the Pops because yeah. now there's a bulldozer, which is not how evictions work. Yeah. They'd have to give him it. Reggie served him earlier that weekend. He would get like 30 days no, to move. He's going full Arthur Dent and standing in front of the wrecking ball. Uh, the butler, again, not Smithers, Lodge's butler, gives Archie a gift from Miss Lodge when he goes to stand with Pop. Um, the cops show up and they're like, we're going to arrest Pop. And Archie goes, you'll have to arrest me too. And Jughead goes, and me. And Ethel goes, me too. Because I'm a lead now. Yeah, I'm here. Pam is angry and demands that Archie stand down. Yeah, you lost, you idiot. And there's a moment where I'm like, oh, that's not Veronica. Because she goes like, demonstrations are out, Archie. But Pam looks too much like Veronica. Mm -hmm. And I had a moment of like, is that Veronica? I mean, just again, her argument is, Archie, you're a lawyer who lost. You're currently throwing away your career. Yeah. And he's like, no. Ice cream. And. If it, I don't want it to move down the street. Hiram and Veronica have a confrontation where she goes like, make your choice, me or your money. And it's like, not even me or your money. Me or this one weird investment you're fixated on. Yeah. That's like a drop in the bucket of the Lodge fortune. Hiram calls off the construct the destruction crew, though, because he wants to mend fences with his daughter. Yes. So it's very important to notice that uh, Archie did nothing. Yep. Veronica saves the day. By throwing a tantrum. By throwing a tantrum and holding her breath. Everyone celebrates, but... The forgot. driver then gives Hiram the good news. That gift from Miss Lodge? It's a bomb. Yeah. So, to get through Archie... We're gonna murder half the town. <laughs> well, Hiram's like, I did not plan on you murdering Archie. I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> like, Hiram wanted Archie, like, out of the way. Yeah, blackmail him or something, you psycho. Bribe the judge to not set bail <laughs> after he got into a car crash. Yeah. Or, you know, say that he won and then wait a week for when he moves. Exactly. Veronica screams that the package is a bomb. Everyone runs. Reggie's confused. Some extras put the work in. Yeah. Uh, Archie and Reggie take refuge behind a car as Reggie's health club explodes. Yeah, they throw they throw the bomb in the health club. Yeah. Because screw Reggie and his legitimate business and his laws that he was following. Exactly. Um, and meanwhile, he's not contributing to the obesity epidemic. Yeah. Uh, he has a real... perfect. Like, to be honest... Personal trainer was kind of in there with a psychiatrist in that, like, oh, you have that job? You're a douchebag. What are you trying to do? Make someone someone physically or mentally healthy? (laughs) You can go screw off. I'm going to get my spine cracked. But Reggie also had, like, Reggie also, like, owned the business. So it's not like he was, like, it's not like he was just, like, worked there. Uh, So we get a scene at the motel. And Ar- Pam breaks things off with Archie. Cause he, and he blatantly says, if I had the last three days to do it all again, I would totally cheat on you. Yeah. Pam gives him the ring back, which I'm like, no, nah, he broke the contract that. by mm-hmm. cheating on you, yeah. so you get to keep that legally. You're a lawyer. You know this. Mm-hmm. And she leaves with Robbie. Because they had so much in common. I believe legally you have to give the ring back unless you propose on their birthday, because then it's considered a gift. It's, that's not true. 
Okay. Uh, it is based on the. It's a contractual gift, essentially. Right. And I guess technically, she broke the contract by not marrying him. Mm-hmm. But if he broke the contract, and she could probably argue in a court of law that yeah, by committing, I bet she's a better lawyer than him. <laughs> By committing the level of infidelity over three days with two different women, yeah, that he broke. That that's actually where gifts of jewelry came from. <laughs> is back in the before times before women could work. It gave a woman something of value. She could resell quickly to get money if she ever needed to like run. Oh, okay. Um, Archie has the audacity to be upset that Pam and Robert leave together, despite yeah. the fact that it conveniently ends those relationships. Yeah. And Betty and Veronica come back into Pops and demand the choice. And she goes, no matter what you decide, we won't be mad at you or each other. Yeah. Which is a lie. Yeah. But like, all right, he's going to make the choice. And then he chooses not to say anything. And then Jordan shoots him with the toy gun again. Yeah, because it turns out Jughead Jr. loves his Uncle Archie and couldn't possibly leave Riverdale. So Jughead is now staying in Riverdale. Archie is now staying in Riverdale. Veronica wants to work on things with her dad. Uh, Betty's... Betty suddenly is a future as a romance novelist, despite the fact that she is, like, aggressively prude. Yes. And they're all psyched to hear about his broken engagement. Pop takes a picture with them, and Reggie awkwardly enters, and they make him grovel. They're like... And then Pop's like, come on, guys. Uh, so Archie learns no lessons, pays no price. Ruins the lives of four people. Yeah. At a minimum of four people. Because they were all going to be successful, and he dragged... He was like a crab pot. He grabbed all of his friends who had escaped the whole of Riverdale and was like, No! Stay with me! Ice cream! Yeah. Yeah. And that's Riverdale. And then, then it ends. Because that's supposed to be that's supposed to be enough to make us want to watch more. Yeah. It's like, oh, but who will he choose? Will he choose Betty or Veronica? Those two girls that don't deserve to have to put up with this. Yeah. This was horrendous. Yes. I was filled with so much hate for a majority of this. Yeah. So what's your verdict? Uh, It's a stay doomed, believe it or not. I found this to be annoying. I felt this to be, hey, we have to make something with this property. So we did. And we didn't read anything about it. (laughs) Like, this felt like a book report on Archie done the night before by a kid who didn't read the book. Yes. It's a stay doomed for me as well. All right. Uh, Because they just, they didn't manage to make anybody likable. No. So it was, uh, it was pretty brutal. Yes. Yes, it was. All right. Anything else to add? No, I kind of covered everything over the course of the show. So That makes sense. Uh, thank you to our patrons. Uh, if you want to join our Patreon for just uh, five dollars, you can talk to us on our Discord about Riverdale and other fun things that we cover here. You also get to vote on uh, various different things. Uh, for example, there is a bonus episode called the Crowdfund Crypt that comes out once a month. Right now, there is a poll on what you would like to see next on uh, our Crowdfund Crypt. Would you like to see Shark Rumble? A show hosted by Luke Tipple and Drew McIntyre about shark fights. Or something that we call the Stay Doomed Plot Game. Where I give Laura various video games and she tries to tell me what the plot of those are. 
and I give him different musical theater titles, and he tries to figure out what the plot is. So you can vote right now on our Patreon. Thank you to crowdfund crib keeper Matthew for helping keep the lights on. What are we watching next week, Laura? We are watching. We're doing a double feature. <gasps> uh, Overgasped. Yes, we are doing the cartoons "The Life of Larry" and "Larry and Steve," which were the precursors to the show that would become Family Guy. Yes, two Seth MacFarlane cartoons. So be sure to come back for that. Uh, Also, I want to say this. Apparently, it's been brought to my attention that we do not have enough calls for action on our podcast. And so I, I was told, like, hey, leave us a call for action. Like, give us something to do. This is what I want you to do. Recently, stay doomed. We start sponsoring a professional wrestler. Yeah. So I want you to go ahead and support our personal wrestler, Pancakes. You can follow him on Twitter at Pancakes Lucha. So if you're a fan of our show, I want you to follow him on Twitter and I want you to tweet at him, hey, you're Stay Doom's favorite wrestler. Or tweet something strangely threatening with the word doomed in it. Yes, yes. And covering him in syrup. What? Where can people find us? You can email us at the Stay Doomed Show or on Facebook and Twitter at Stay Doomed. And if you think Archie does not deserve any happiness in his life, I'm at Plus Two Comedy. If you think it's interesting how it is very difficult to age up or modernize Jughead, I'm at Sprocket League. Until next time, stay doomed.